Okay, folks, uh, Sean Mice here, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started. I've prepared uh, some material to share with you today about creating and delivering a coaching program. And I'll tell you all of, to the best of my knowledge, and I've tried to go through the material, and, you know, most, almost all, if not all, of my coaching program material is in it, quite a bit of depth. So, I mean, we're talking three, four, five hours to get what I'm hoping to share with you today in a much more uh, concise pattern. Okay? I mean, obviously, if you want all the inside, outside details, you've got them in this program. Um, in the, uh, the Platinum Coaching Program, you have all of that material. However, for anybody else that's listening to this in the future, I, I wanted to make this something that was concise, something that um, you can literally take it, study it through a couple of times, and then just do the work in your own business and make it happen. So I want to make this concise. I want to make this simple. So let's go ahead and, and, uh, and get started. So we're going to create and deliver a coaching program. And I, I want, I'm going to give this to you in such a way that you can literally design your coaching program in a couple of days. Now, I know that for some of you, that's going to sound crazy because perhaps you've been spending the last three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever the case is, trying to outline and put together your coaching program. And there's always something that's missing and, you know, you, you can't launch it because you're missing some small part. I, I genuinely want you to be able to put this together in a couple of days and go ahead and launch it and perfect it on the fly rather than perfecting it up front. Let me explain. In two days, you can outline a coaching program that's probably 90% of everything that you would want to offer. The problem is the final 10% puts you in a position where, you know, it may take you three months, six months, a year to be able to launch that coaching program. Okay, so let's talk about that 10%. Okay, is it fair to launch your coaching program before you have that final 10%? Well, let's, let's think about what exactly is a coaching program. A coaching program is a course of study that allows your clients to interact with you and ask questions and get feedback. It's not an information product where they really do expect to get everything 100% right on the download page. With coaching, you're going to be teaching them some. You're going to be giving them action steps. You're going to be asking for feedback. You're going to be working with people personally. So the expectation of the coaching program is that they're not going to get everything in the download page anyway. They're not going to get everything in the teaching. They're going to have to ask questions. And so therefore, if if the program is missing 5 or 10%, meaning you forgot something, you left something out, something wasn't clear, if it's a coaching program, it doesn't matter. Because the first time somebody asks the question, well, you know, why isn't such and such included? Well, it's real easy for you. You say, okay, well, here's the answer. You just add that to your coaching program. So what that allows you to do is create that last 5 or 10% that's holding you back from launching a coaching program. You can launch that last 10, 5 to 10% just as you're delivering the program instead of it costing you 3 months, 6 months, 12 months worth of sales. Okay, because think about this. What is it costing you not to have your coaching program up and running right now? You know, let's say you have a, let's just say you have a $500 a month coaching program that runs for six months. That's $3,000 in revenue. What if all you sold was two new clients a month? That's $6,000 in revenue times, let's say it takes you six months to finally get your program up and running. So $6,000 times six months is $36,000. You're going to leave on the table because you don't have that last 5 to 10% in. So before I get into this teaching, I just encourage you, just launch the coaching program. I mean, really, just get it out there. You, you just allow people to enroll in your program and then teach them as they enroll. You don't have to have everything up front perfect and ready to go. 
Okay, so that's the one thing I want you to leave with, if nothing else. So let's get started. I'm going to give you the five steps, just tell you the five steps so that if you're taking notes, you can put them down in your notes. And then I'm going to go through and debrief each one of those five steps. So step one is you're going to outline your coaching program. Step two is you're going to create homework assignments for your coaching program. Step three is you're going to collect or create any supporting materials that you need for your coaching program. Step four is you're going to determine your interactive coaching element. And step five, you're going to deliver the coaching program. Okay, so in outlining your program, I'm going to show you exactly how you can outline your program. In creating a homework assignment, let's talk about homework for just a moment. I believe that homework helps us distinguish coaching, a coaching program from an information product. Because homework, my theory on homework is that you should give people as many homework assignments as are necessary for them to get complete value out of your coaching program. Meaning that if someone were to do all of your coaching exercise, coaching homework exercises, when they completed doing the homework exercises, they would have completed whatever results they were supposed to get out of being in your coaching program. To me, that the results are the biggest difference between a product and a coaching program because a product says, okay, here's 20 hours worth of information, learn the information, and then you're on your own to implement it. Well, a coaching program says, here's 20 hours worth of information or 13 or 5 or whatever the number is, okay? Here are some action steps that you can take, and if you'll complete each action step, when you've completed all the action steps, then you will have achieved your goal. Okay, number three, I like to add supporting materials in. Okay, meaning that let's say let's say you have a 13-week coaching program, and so you teach for 45 minutes a week for 13 weeks. So you teach, and you give a homework assignment. And boy, a beautiful way to add value to your coaching program is to give them something that they can dig their teeth into each week. Additional. might be a blog post by a third-party person. It might be a little PDF tutorial that you created. It could be a recommendation to purchase a, a book that somebody else has written. It could be a link to an audio recording that you've done that, that does a good job of teaching on the same topic so they can get a, an additional perspective. It doesn't need to be a lot. But I believe that just throwing something into every single lesson that's extra really adds value to the total package. Okay, number four, you need an interactive coaching element. I mean, that's what makes it coaching instead of a product, right? Obviously, the homework that I've, get, I've suggested will move your client towards results, which I believe is critical for a coaching program. But I don't believe that homework defines it as a coaching program. I believe an interactive coaching element is the, is the thing that differentiates it, okay, in terms of action. Okay, in terms of results, it's the homework creates the results or aids in creating those results. In terms of the action that's going to make that happen, okay, the action that makes it the, 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 the coaching program happen is the interactive coaching element. And there's, I'll give you a few. You can probably brainstorm a few more ways to do this, but one of them is giving people email access to you so they can ask questions. One of them is giving them forum access. The nice thing about forum access is, you know, they, they ask a question, and maybe if somebody else in the coaching program knows the answer because you already taught it to them, and somebody else in the coaching program tells them it, you see that if the question's been answered, you don't even need to comment. Or you can comment with something simple like, you know, great answer. Or you can go in and adjust the answer, whatever the case is. So a forum sort of allows you to make it more of a mastermind group rather than just a coaching program. Okay. You could have a set up a private blog. You know, you could set up a blog and just put private access on it, password access, and only give the password to the 10 people that are in your coaching program. And then only those people could respond and comment and whatever. You could have a group telephone call. You could do a group webinar call. I'll tell you why I don't like webinars for coaching. There are a couple of different reasons. Number one, first of all, please understand, if you're in a niche that requires people to be able to see what you're doing, so if you're 
in the cooking niche and people have to be able to see you cooking something on the stovetop, okay, well, maybe you need video. But for most people, I'm just not crazy about video. There's a couple of different reasons for it, okay? One of the reasons is it adds another level of complexity to you delivering your coaching program. And, and, and here, just from experience, I've found that when I've had clients that have tried to do video or webinar, it takes them longer to launch their program. And remember I told you earlier that, I mean, one of the real keys here is how fast can you launch? If it takes you longer to launch and you're leaving, you know, the example earlier, I said $6,000 on the table. If you're leaving $6,000 on the table, well, I, I think that's a problem. You know, every single month it takes you an extra two months to launch it because you want to do video. Well, you know, it's $12,000 on the table. I'm using that example, and it could be more. Um, if you're delivering coaching, and I'll teach you about this, but if you're delivering the, the future coaching lessons as recorded lessons, well, the video can hogs a whole lot more bandwidth and storage space than an audio. Okay, now. I realize that for some of you, you may feel like that's not a problem, okay? but let's say you have a coaching program for five years and you record everything you do. Okay? In five years, you have a choice between having 250 audios or 250 videos, and because of the nature of the way you sold it, all of it has to be hosted. You have a complexity issue, okay? and, and, and now you're, you're moving in the direction of and I don't want to go into tons of details here. And obviously, there's a line at which we cross before we need to do that. But, you know, I mean, if, if you're hosting 250 videos, you probably need a dedicated server, okay? And some of you have one already, and that's okay, okay? But, you know, especially if you're just starting out, you know, you may not want to invest three or $400 a month to host those videos, okay? Or you can use a third-party video hosting service, okay? But those aren't foolproof either. And uh, there's been some interesting things in the news recently about some outages with, uh, with one of the popular ones. And I don't want to name it or anything like that. And obviously, I want this, this, this teaching to be evergreen. But I think that we have to be really, really careful when we're relying on, on third-party hosting of, of, of things like video, streaming video, that kind of thing. Um, telephone is also easier for the average person to access. Okay, meaning that everybody has a telephone, okay, and although everybody in your coaching program may have access to their computer, they may not have it at the exact same time that your coaching program is hosted every single week. And the beautiful thing about doing telephone for the delivery, if there's a group, is that, you know, people can literally call in on their lunch break. They can run out to their car and get on their cell phone and, and dial in. They can dial in when they're driving somewhere. With a webinar, you know, it makes it very difficult to do all of that. And then the final element for interactive coaching element is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, if you're just starting out, you know, you, you might be able to do this. You have 10 clients. You spend an hour a week on the phone with them. That's 10 hours of your time. I mean, obviously, if you're going to build a real long-term coaching business, it shouldn't be based on one-on-one -on -one coaching. It really should be based on group. However, you can charge more if, if you're including a one-on-one -on -one element. And, you know, if you're just getting started, you have more time on your hands than you have clients, then one-on-one -on -one coaching is a perfectly fine way to go when you get started. I did a lot more one-on-one -on -one coaching when I first got started. Okay, and then step number five is you're going to deliver the program, and without giving any background now, we'll get to it as I go through here. Okay, so let's come back to step one. We're going to start by outlining the program. Okay, now, if, if you know who your buyers are likely going to be, so if you have a list of a few thousand people or a few hundred people, it's easy. You send an email out that says, hey, you know, I'm in the process of creating a new coaching program, and I, you know, I want to make sure it's exactly what you need to be able to help you in whatever their problem is, their, your niche area. So I need your help. You know, what are your goals for the next three to six months? And what are your three biggest challenges? And what people tell you are their challenges are what you're going to create your coaching program about. So whatever they, excuse me, whatever they tell you their challenges are, that's what your coaching program is going to be about. So let's say you get 25 responses and they each give you 
you know, three, 25 people responded, and they each give you three challenges. So you have 75 challenges, and there's going to be some overlaps. I mean, you know, if, if your list is targeted, there's some overlaps. So maybe you end up with 30 things that people want to cover. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take those 30, and you're going to try to organize them into natural breaks. Okay, so different subtopics. So out of 30, you know, I find usually come up with about five to six core topics that people are, have challenges with, you know, you know, five, maybe six, okay? And then what you'll do is as you're, you're taking these down, by the way, I like to do this in a word, you know, like a word processing document. So you just copy and paste everybody's answers out as they're sending them in for a couple of days, a couple of days after you emailed it out. Just copy and paste them all into a big document. Then go in and clean out all the dupes, okay? And then you can reorganize, you know, cut and paste, cut and paste. Move all of these challenges into their appropriate spot based on the subtopic. Okay, so now we have five or six. We probably have about five or six, you know, subtopic ideas that are a part of each one of those, okay? So we've got five or six now. And let's say we're doing a 13-week coaching program. We need five or six more. You know, maybe seven. If I'm doing a 13-week program, I only like to schedule 12 lessons, maybe even 11, maybe even 10. Here's why. Because sometimes you're going to do a lesson and, you know, you're supposed to teach for 45 minutes or an hour. That's what you promised. And you get to the hour mark and you've already gone through half the material. You know, could you run for another hour and teach the rest? Yeah. But if people are doing it on their lunch break, you know, they, they may not be able to go for another hour. And... So you may not want to teach for two hours. You may be tired after an hour. You know, you may find that you're better off to to just extend what you were teaching today, which is supposed to happen today, for two weeks. Okay, now, if you've fully scheduled 13 weeks out, and then you have two, twice maybe you have to go over, you get two choices. You can either cut somewhere, which you really don't want to do, Okay, or you can say, hey, folks, you know, this is going a little long, so instead of 13 weeks, it's going to be 15. And that's always a nice gesture for the client. I did that one time. I had to go a couple of weeks over because I didn't take my own advice here. The problem with that is you don't need to do that. Okay, just have 10 or 11 topics you're going to teach on and know that you're probably going to go over a couple of times. Now, what happens if you don't, and at the end of the 10 weeks, you're done? Well, there's three bonus sessions. And then you ask people, you know, what would you like? to study. You can just say, hey, we went through the material a little faster than I was hoping we would, you know, but I, I want to give, make sure I give you your money's worth and go overboard here, so I'd like to do some bonus topics for the next three weeks. What would you like them to be? Talk about customization. You're really able to customize for people. Just, uh, just a neat extra touch there. Okay, so you have five or six that they have recommended based on answering their questions, and then what you're probably going to need to do is some foundational material. You know, what's really funny is when, and you know how it is as a coach, you know, you get somebody on the phone and you ask them what their level of expertise is, and they'll tell you that they're advanced intermediate or they're advanced or they're advanced advanced. They don't understand why they're not having more success in their area, but they're advanced intermediate or advanced. And then when you start asking them, well, what do you have in place here and there, you find that they're really just a beginner on most points. They think they're advanced because they've been buying lots of products, they've been studying it, but they actually, they don't have the framework. And so what you find is that when you launch a coaching program, no matter how advanced you want it to be, you probably need to spend the first couple of weeks on basics and foundational material. So the first week, you, you know, you're going to do some kind of an overview. The second week, you're probably going to do some foundational things in your niche. The third week, you're probably going to do foundational things again. And then you add in the five or six that they give you. Let's say they, you have six. Now we're up to nine weeks. Okay, and then you may find some gaps that people didn't mention. That will give you two more weeks, and then you have your two bonus, your two weeks that you don't schedule. Okay, This is your outline. Folks, right here, this is your outline. Okay, It will take you a couple of days because you mail your list. Again, if you don't have a list, two things to say to that. Okay, Number one. You need to start building your list today. You know, I have a, you know, I have a lot of people tell me that they don't want to build their list until they have something to sell. 
And the funny thing is, I've been around long enough now. That sometimes I'll consult somebody on that. And then they don't build their list because they don't have their product ready yet. And then they can't create their product because they don't have a list to know what people want. And we kind of go our separate ways. I give them their advice. <laughs> you know, they paid for it. I give them the advice. And I don't hear from them for six months. And six months later, hey, I need your help with something. Okay, great. You want to do another consult? Well, yeah. Okay, here's how to pay. Okay, great. Let's, well, what have you done in the last six months? Well, I'm still struggling with that product. Okay, well, if you built the list. No, don't have a list either. Well, let me ask you this. If that individual had done nothing else for that six-month period of time besides build the list, nothing else but build the list, would we not be way ahead? Here's the thing. A new client shared these words with me about 10 days ago regarding something he was going to work on. And he said, you know, I don't remember the time frame. He said, but, you know, two months from now is going to come and go whether I do this work or not. So I might as well do it. I'm loosely paraphrasing what he said. And, uh, John, if you're on the call, I, I appreciate uh, you giving me those lines. And so here's the thing I want to say. Six, the six months from now is going to come and go. It is going to come and go. Unless the world ends. But six months from now is going to come and go. Now, six months from now, are you going to have a list or not? And, and again, I'm just talking to those of you that don't have a list. I'm expecting most of you do. You're building it. You're working on it. That's one of the most important things you can do. Okay. But if you don't have a list and you're wanting to design the program, again, start building your list today. If you want to design the program, then you're going to have to guess a little bit about what everybody wants. Okay. You're going to guess what these 10 or 12 topics are going to be. Okay. Now, your concern might be, well, if I guess, I might be wrong. Well, you're right. Not only will you might be wrong, you're probably wrong on about half of them. But who cares? Because once you sign a few people up and you ask them what they really want to work on, then you might just scratch some things out of your program and, and replace them with something else. You know, but if you don't create the outline at all, then you don't really have a coaching program, do you? And then you have a hard time selling. Okay, now, be honest with you, I've sold coaching before with no outline. Okay? I have the confidence and the guts to do it. You know, I get on the phone with somebody, and they say, well, I need this, this, and this. And I say, okay, great. It's probably going to take us about three months to work on it, and uh, we'll meet once a week for an hour, and let's get you signed up. Okay, now, they've told me the three things they want to work on, but I'm not going to outline the whole thing. I'm going to get them signed up. In fact, I'm even going to go so far, I'm going to make a bold statement here, and that is that it's not worth my time, especially for a one-on-one client, it's not worth my time to even outline what we're going to do for 13 months until they pay for the coaching. You know, we may know that we're going to work on three big things. We're going to get certain results, but I don't need to break it down into what we're going to do over 13 weeks. I don't need to. Okay? And so I say, okay, great. This is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to cost. And uh, this is you're going to pay this way. And let's go ahead and schedule our first session. Now, I'm talking about one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't know that I've ever sold a group class where I didn't. I mean, I, I've probably done it where I didn't outline all 13, but I had a pretty good idea what we we're going to cover, okay? You can, with coaching, because it's interactive, because you're meeting people's needs, you don't have to have everything you're going to teach set in stone before you do it. So don't let that hold you back. So make as much of an outline as you can. Okay, now that you have 10, 11, maybe 12 topics, hopefully you've got five or six sub-ideas for each topic, and you're just going to sign one week for each topic. Okay, now, you may not, when you create that outline, know what you're really going to teach. It doesn't matter. Because let's say you're going to teach for 45 minutes and you've got five little sub-topics for each one of these topics. That's only nine minutes worth of teaching. How long have I been teaching now? 20 minutes? 20 minutes, and I'm teaching from a, a one-page outline. If you know your stuff, you can, you'll be able to do the same thing. Five subtopics, easily 45 minutes or an hour, and deliver great value. Okay. Let's move to step two. So that's outlining your program. And don't do it in your head. Do it in a word processing document. Okay. That way you have it forever and ever, well, for as long as your computer works. 
and you save the file and you have it backed up. Let's go to step two. Now what you're going to do is you've created this Word document now that has 10 weeks or 11 weeks for a 13-week program, and you've got a topic for the week, and then underneath it you've got five or six subtopics that you're going to cover. Okay, now what you're going to do is you're going to go into that Word document, Word processing document, and underneath each week you're going to type in homework assignment. And then what you want to do is you want to go back, you want to ask yourself, what assignment can I give someone that if they do the assignment, it'll prove they understand the lesson? And that if they do all 10 or 11 assignments from the beginning to the end, they will accomplish whatever it is that they want to accomplish. So, for example, I had a real estate client a couple of years back that we're designing his coaching program. And so we're trying to design homework assignments. And I said, you know, what, what steps does somebody need to go through? I think they were teaching people how to do a particular kind of, of loan modification or something, okay? And so I said, what are the steps? You just write them all out, okay? They need to do this. They need to fill out this form. They need to do this on this thing. They need to do, you know, there's, there's 10 or 12 things that they need to do. I said, so for each week, the homework assignment is going to be to do one of those things. So week one, they're going to fill out this form. Week two, they're going to send it to whoever needs to see it. Week three, they're going to go to the banks for whatever they have to do there. Week four, they're going to do this. Week five, they're going to do this. What you want is for your homework assignments, if someone were to just do the homework assignments, they would get the results you promised by being in the coaching program. Does that make sense? Okay. Then what you're going to do is, once you've outlined what those are, you're going to type those into your word processing document underneath each week under homework assignment. Okay? And you just write it out. This is the homework assignment. Okay, now, step three you're going to collect or create any supporting materials. And for me, it's pretty easy because, you know, I mean, I've written dozens of little ebooks and tutorials and manuals and all kinds of things. And so if I'm teaching on a particular topic, I can usually find some tutorial somewhere where I taught on that, or I can find a recording somewhere where I taught on that particular topic. It doesn't cost me anything to to just take the link to that and put it into my word processing document. Okay, and so that's what I'm going to do. So, say I have a PDF, just upload it to your server. Get a get a. And obviously, you can send these out as attachments if you want. I don't like to, and uh, I'll get to that in just a moment when we talk about delivery. Um, but I, I like to have a hard coded link that people can go to that I can put into this word document because I I want a master document. It has my entire coaching program in it. Why? Well, because it'll make it really easy a year from now when I want to teach the same coaching program again, or even something similar. I don't have to redesign the whole form curriculum. You know, I mean, even if a year from now I teach something that's only 50% similar, I can go in and salvage half of the program. You know, because some of the foundational materials are going to be the same. Sometimes there's going to be overlap in advanced topics. You know, so I'm, I, it's it's a beautiful thing if all those links are all on one page. So in my word processing document, I'm going to put a link to the PDF for lesson one, a link to the MP3 for lesson two. You know, maybe a link to a blog post somewhere. You know, let's say that there's an excellent blog post by somebody else, an expert in your niche, that really teaches something better than you could ever teach it. Well, have a link to that blog post. Okay. Um, you do this for every week. You have something, some supporting material. If you don't have any supporting material, write your own. Okay, remember you're delivering this over a 13-week period of time. You could write a five-page tutorial every single week that kind of summarizes the lesson for the week if you wanted to, okay, or gives additional information. Okay, so let's go to step four. And now, before we go to step four, notice that so far all of this is on one master word processing document. So you have 13, you have 10 or 11, because you have a couple that are unaccounted for. You have 10 or 11 weeks. You've got the main topic for the week, and you've got five to six subtopics. You've got the homework assignment written out, and you have a link to some supporting materials. It's all on one document. And now the next step is you have to determine your coaching element. Let's go through them. I, I, I touched on them earlier but I want to go through them again. I want to maybe kind of do some quick pros and cons, okay? Let's talk about email access. 
the advantage to email access is that well it's it's really easy for you to respond okay um some people prefer a ticket system over email access um I don't and here's why because I personally hate supporting tickets or or um submitting a ticket for anybody for anything I hate it with a deep passion I hate it just like I hate it when people send people call me you know to solicit me for buying satellite television while I'm eating dinner okay I mean I I think I even hate issuing a a support ticket or 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 submitting a support ticket for anything even more I hate it it's just the visceral gut thing I hate it okay now my opinion about the business that I run is I don't have to do it any certain way just because everybody else does. It's my business. Okay? And, and my clients are unique in that they choose to work with me because nobody has to work with me. If there's somebody out there that they'd rather learn from and there's a, they like their teaching method better, well, they, they shouldn't sign up with me. They should sign up with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a free world, a free market, and that, that's just my personal opinion. Okay, so if I personally detest something, I just have this gut feeling that maybe some of the people that are attracted to work with me would also detest the same thing. It's just me. Okay, and so I know that there's cumbersome issues with email. Sometimes emails get lost. I've been known to lose emails before. Sometimes they don't go through, but spam filters are a lot better than they were five years ago. They do a much better job of keeping spam out and letting the good stuff in. That, that's just been my experience. And so I don't lose too many emails. You know, and, and my sharper clients know that if I don't respond in a few days, I probably have lost it. And so they just send it again. It's not the end of the world. Okay, so I really prefer email to a ticket. But you, you can do whatever you want. Okay, You can even ask your clients. You can do a survey and say, hey, I'm getting ready to start this new coaching program, and I'm trying to decide should I use a ticket system where they'll, you know, you'll absolutely know that your your question went into a queue, but, you know, but it's a ticket system. Or you can send email, but you might. I not always get through. Which do you prefer? Send out the survey and find out the answer. Okay? I could probably guess what it would be, but, you know, send it out and find out the answer if, if you're not sure. Okay? Um, another beautiful thing about email is I do something that a lot of coaches won't do, and that is when I offer email access, I just generally call it unlimited email access. So let me explain that. I mean, obviously, there's two ways you can do email. One is limited, and one is unlimited. Okay, now, if you limit it, there's a couple of different ways you can limit it. You can limit it to certain hours of the day. You can say, okay, you get unlimited email access, but it's limited to Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, because that's when I'm online. Okay, now, in reality, though, is that really any different than unlimited email access? Because it's not like they can't send an email Saturday, but since you're not online, you won't get to it until Monday. So in my mind, that's really no different than unlimited email access. I don't think any reasonable-minded client would expect for you to keep your, you know, your iPhone or your BlackBerry on at two o'clock in the morning and wake up in the middle of the night for an unlimited email. I, I just don't. I don't think any sane-minded client would expect for you to do that. Nor would most sane-minded clients expect that you're going to necessarily work on Saturday or Sunday. I mean, obviously, it's your prerogative, and, and if you find that it's easier to run your business by being completely available all the time because you also run another business and, you know, you've got other things going on in your life and it's easier for you to just take the emails as they come in rather than just answer them at certain times, that's fine, okay? But in my opinion, when if you're just going to limit it to four days a week, it, it, it's in my opinion, it's no different than unlimited, Okay. The second place that you could limit it would be the number of emails somebody could send each week. Okay, so, you know, you're afraid that somebody's going to abuse your unlimited email, so you say, okay, you can only send five a week. So let me tell you this. In five years of coaching and hundreds and hundreds of clients, I've only had one client that sent too many questions. One. Nobody else sent an excessive number of questions ever, ever. Okay, now, if I had sold that same access, really, I mean, the average person maybe asks me three questions a month if they're in my coaching program. 
And now when I say average, I mean average because somebody asks zero and other people ask 10. And I, you, you could say, well, I don't want to give unlimited email access because I don't want to answer 10 questions from some people. Well, you may not want to answer 10 or 20 questions from everybody, but who, does it really matter if you have two clients that ask zero and one asks 10 for a total of 10, or if two ask three and one ask four, which might feel to you more reasonable, but it's a total of 10 at the end of the month for you anyway from three clients. So in reality, it doesn't make any difference to you, shouldn't make any difference to you how many questions each individual client asks as long as on average it's not too many for what you're charging, right? Okay, so I highly recommend that you go with unlimited email access instead of limiting it because in my opinion, there's a huge sales advantage. When somebody reads on your sales letter, they talk to you on the phone. Unlimited email access versus it's limited to, you know, you can send one question a day and then you can't send another one until I answer your question. And in reality, that's what's going to happen in real. I mean, people send you one question. Tomorrow morning, you log on. You see the question. You, you answer the question. They get it when they log on in the evening. They might have another question. They send it. You get it in the morning. You're not going to get any more questions by having unlimited than by limiting it to one a day. But you'll make many more sales, in my opinion. This is my opinion. Okay, now, let's talk about a forum. A forum access is great. Um, I've seen other people do it. Um, the advantage to having forum access, especially if you've got a lot of people in the coaching program, is they can help each other. They, they really can. And what will happen is if you have 40 people in a coaching program, you probably have four or five of them that are the kinds of people that just love helping out other people. And so at no cost to you, they'll answer a lot of people's questions for you. And your responsibility as the coach really is just to go in and make sure they're answering the right question. You don't have to ask anybody to do it. As long as you make it clear it's a mastermind forum, you can answer if you want, if you see something you want to be helpful with, if you want to develop relationships, feel free to participate. You know, where there's a percentage of the population that just loves to participate like that, and they love to help out, okay? And, you know, you, you, can, you can let them do that. And that's the beauty of a forum. Now, if you're only going to have five people in your coaching program, forum's probably not the best way to do it, okay? Because the forum's going to feel really dead. I mean, even with 40 people, you know, un unless you, you kind of keep people going, probably the forum's still going to feel pretty dead. Okay, so that's the disadvantage to using a forum. Now, if you're going to run the same coaching program over and over again for 10 years and you allow people to have perpetual access and you keep the questions in there, then at, over time you may have 300 questions that people have asked. And new people, when they come in, you can say, hey, if you have a question, go to the forum and see if somebody else has asked it first before you ask it, okay? And, and the beautiful thing about that is the forum does most of your work for you, okay? So that's an advantage to using a forum. Um, I do not recommend doing both unlimited email or email and a forum. The reason for that is with a forum, you really need some, some critical mass. You need people participating. If you give them the outlet of being able to use email, then, you know, half the people that choose to use email won't be participating in the forum, and you, you won't reach that critical mass. So, in my opinion, you should only do one. You know, you can always position it as, let's say you want to do both because you really want to over-deliver and you want to have the convenience of a forum. You can say, hey, your primary way of getting questions answered is through the forum. But if for some reason... You just we just can't figure it out through the forum, then we can use email. Okay? That could cut back you should cut back a lot on the email. And another way is if, if if you have both and somebody asks you a question via email, you can always go into the forum to answer it. Okay? So you basically copy and paste their question into a forum question and then answer it on the forum and then when you respond to them instead of responding to them in an email, respond to them by sending them a link to the forum post where you answer their question. Okay, which, which will move people back to the forum. Again, I don't believe there's any good reason to do both. Okay, let's talk about having a private blog. You know, a private blog would be a little bit easier, easier if you're not tech savvy, okay, to set up than a forum, okay, or if you don't want to pay somebody else to do it or you're not tech savvy to set up your own forum. 
issues, hey, I'm just going to set up a private blog. It'd be real easy to do. You just do a little WordPress blog and put a password on it. And, you know, everybody doesn't even have to have their own password. You can just have one password and just don't give it out to anybody. You know, whenever I say to people to do that, there might be the thought in your back of your mind, well, what if somebody steals my the password and gives it to a whole bunch of other people? Well, that rarely, rarely ever happens. I mean, these are paying customers. Okay, so they're paying 200 a month or 500 a month or 10 grand for the access. Are they really going to give it to 2,000 other people? Of course not. Okay, and worst case scenario, if you just have a really bad apple, okay, you just change the password and email the password out to all the people that are honest and ethical, cancel the other person from the coaching, and you've solved the problem. Okay, so I, I really believe you can do it that way. Okay, in fact, if you just set your WordPress settings so that, that the pages won't be indexed in the search engines so everybody can find it, you really wouldn't even need a password. And the only people that would know how to get to the private blog were the people in your coaching program and you gave them a link to it, right? You wouldn't even need a, uh, a, a password. And then, again, on down the road, if you run into a problem with too many people accessing it that don't belong there, you know, well, then you put a password on it. Okay, so it's not like it's something that you have to do right now. Okay, so then the next way that you can give people access to you is a group coaching call. Okay, so um, if you're running your coaching program the first time around, you're probably going to deliver the coaching live anyway. And if you're delivering the coaching live anyway, you're, you're, you're doing a live group co telephone call anyway, so at the end of the call, you simply open the call up for questions. Now, once you've delivered it live once and you've recorded all 13 lessons, then the future clients would get the lessons recorded, and then you could choose to do a weekly telephone call where people could ask questions. Now, the beautiful thing about that is once you've recorded the initial lessons, let's say uh, the first scenario is you've recorded 13 lessons. You're going to launch the program again. You're not going to teach it live the second time. They're going to get recorded lessons for their lessons but you still want to get on the phone and do a Q&A for people. Okay, great. So you sell it, you do Q&A. Ten people come on the call. And now let's say that you also decide you're going to create another coaching program in a related but different niche. Maybe on down the road a year from now, you have four programs that you've taught live. And so in the future, you're enrolling sets of four different sets of people into your coaching programs every few weeks. Okay, now... What you can do is have, instead of having four different unique Q&A calls every single week, you can have one Q&A call that answers the questions for everybody in all the various different coaching programs. This really allows you to leverage your time. You create the program once, but you're literally able to enroll as many as maybe hundreds of people in your coaching program before you even need to go past having one hour. And the reason for this is, Many people will not attend the Q&A sessions live. In fact, my experience is most people, after the first few weeks, will simply listen to the Q&A session as a recording. That's why you always need to offer these as a recording, okay, for them to listen to afterwards. But most people will simply listen to it as a recording and will only come to the call live when they have a question. You could literally have 300 people in your coaching program and still only the 20 people that had questions for that week would show up on the call. And so it really allows you to leverage yourself. It's huge. And then the final method for, for, for interaction, interactive coaching element, would be one-on-one -on -one telephone. Um, I only recommend that if you're just starting out. Um, I also recommend that if you coach somebody one-on-one, -on -one, that you get their permission to record all of your sessions and use those sessions, allow you to use those sessions as coaching core in the future with other people. Okay, I had a client once that came to me and, and uh, he said, you know, I want to learn a particular topic. And, I, you know, basically what I said was, okay, that's fine. I don't have a program for that, so we'll have to do it one-on-one. -on -one. This is my price for one-on-one. -on -one. However, I've been wanting to create some teaching along these lines and, just frankly, haven't had the time or the inclination to do it without having somebody that needed it. Well, now you need it. 
So here's what I'll do for you. I will give you, and I gave him a significant discount off of doing one-on-one, if you'll just let me record all the sessions, and then I can package those sessions into either an information product or, you know, coaching for other people in the future. And, you know, because of the fact that I'd already, you know, quoted what it would be to work with him one-on-one, it was a significant discount. It still paid really well for me, but it was a significant discount for him. He was able to get all the information. I had, I was able to record it. And now I use it as the core of one of my programs, that one-on-one training that I did with that individual. Okay, so anytime you do one-on-one coaching, you know, I believe you should structure it so that you're recording it for future use, okay? You obviously want their permission, and uh, the easy way to get their permission is just give them a discount for the permission, and everybody will do it. Okay, now, what's the best mix? I already mentioned I don't like to combine email and forum, but, you know, really I don't like to combine more than two of these at all, okay? So what's a good combination? I think email and a group call is a good combination. Um, Once you've taught and you've run your coaching program for a few years, you may want to eliminate the unlimited email. I would not suggest eliminating email, though, until you get to the place where you're spending too much time on email. And you may be able to get to where you have 100 clients and you're only investing 30 minutes a day on email. But most people spend that much time on email anyway. You know, So you, know, you have to ask yourself, do I really want to eliminate this? Um, again, I don't recommend one-on-one past you know, your first few clients unless you have a special client that needs something that they can't get in any of your group programs. Um, What you can do is you offer a group program with, say, 13 hours of group, an hour a week, and and then you offer, say, three hours of one-on-one time if they need it. And and please understand, if they need it is critical. That's how I I like to sell any coaching that's group that I throw in a few hours of one-on-one. It's if you need it. I'm clear about that, okay? You know, if you need two hours, you'll get two hours. If you need three hours, you'll get three hours. You know, if you find that my coaching just blows you away and the group sessions are incredible and you're getting more than your money's worth without even doing any one-on-one and you really don't want to, that's okay too. And by the way, I'm a really generous person, and if you're the kind of person that needs a few extra hours over and above the three, that's okay. I'll deliver on that too. Okay, you can sign up 100 clients into group coaching you'll have maybe seven that end up doing all three hours, okay? As well, I mean, you've got to be ethical in the way that you market it, okay? You're marketing it as up to three hours, okay, if you need it, okay? I mean, you obviously can't promise you're going to get three hours and then just never schedule anybody. I don't believe that's ethical. But I, I believe that you can, you can very easily say, hey, you can get, you get up to three hours of one-on-one consulting as you need it. You know, you could even, you could probably even stretch that to five or six. You get five or six hours as you need it. Now, what I like to do, though, when I do, if I'm selling coaching that includes one-on-one, what I like to do is do the first one-on-one right away, maybe even before the first group session. I just schedule it. A couple of reasons for that. Number one, let's say I'm selling coaching over the phone. It's Tuesday, Okay. Okay, now we all know that if somebody makes a payment today, you've got a much better chance of them becoming a client than if they wait till tomorrow. And, of course, if they pay tomorrow, they have a much better chance than the following day because every day they have to think about it and talk to other client, other coaches and rationalize the fact that they don't really need you. You're, you're, the number of people that enroll go down and down and down. Okay, and so we really wanted to make the payment today. And, and so there's two things that I do when I'm on that call. This is sort of a bonus for this lesson. There's two things that I do when I'm on that call. Okay, that happened to this. So they've agreed that they're going to sign up for it. I'm, I'm going to send them out the agreement or a, a, a sign-up page, and they're going to fill it out. There's two things that I do. The first thing that I do is I say, look, and whatever the time really is, I look at my watch or I look at the clock on my computer, and I say, okay, it's about 1 o'clock right now, and um, I'm, I'm going to be done today about 5 o'clock. And uh, I, you're going to ha- you have time to work to do some homework tonight for an hour or two, right? They'll almost always say yes. I mean, unless they have something big scheduled. Why? Because they're really excited. They want to start doing the work. Today, they're more excited than they will ever be. They're more excited today than they'll be tomorrow or the next day or the next day. 
So they need to do the first homework assignment today. It'll make the difference between them having success in your program and not sometimes. Seriously, if you can get them working today, they'll have more results in your program six months from now. You've got to get them working today. And it also helps them get signed up because here's what I say. I say, here's the thing. What I'd really like you to do tomorrow, say today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, we're going to do a group call on Thursday, but I'd really like to do your one-on-one tomorrow. What time are you available tomorrow? And I say, okay, I'm available at 9. I, could, I say, great. We're going to do your one-on-one tomorrow at 9 because you really, I'm going to give you some homework tomorrow that you need to do before the Thursday call. Okay, so if we're going to do the call at 9, do you have a couple hours tonight to do some homework? You do? Okay, great. I need you to do some homework before we do our one-on-one call. So here's what I'm going to do. As soon as we get off the call, I'm going to send you, give me about 10 minutes, I'm going to send you the agreement with a payment link. As soon as you make the payment, I'm going to send that homework assignment out so you can get started on it so that you can be finished tomorrow morning so you can get the most out of our time together. How's that sound? They all say yes. You know, so when I get off the phone, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about the fact they need to make this payment because they need this homework assignment before I quit for the day because they're going to be utterly unprepared for tomorrow and they're going to waste an hour of their time and then they're not going to be prepared for the group call. They're going to be a whole week behind. I've said that to people before. Okay? If you know, well, you know, I might not be. You're going to be a whole week behind. You sure you want that to happen? They say, no, no, I really don't want that to happen. I'll make sure that I get the work done. I don't care if they have to stay up an extra two hours to do the work. Sometimes I stay up an extra two hours doing work for my clients. Sometimes I stay up an extra two hours to make sure a sales letter is right to launch in the next morning. You know what? If they're serious about whatever they're going to be getting coached in, they can stay up for one night an extra two hours. Push them. Because guaranteed, if you get them motivated to do the work today, they'll pay today. If they pay today, they'll have a better chance of ever getting paid. Okay? And if they do the work today, they do the one-on-one tomorrow, they do the group call the next day, guess what? They're going to get more results out of your program over the entire six months than if they wait. Because if they wait, you know, maybe it's two days where they do the homework and then two more for the one-on-one and then two more for the group. By the time it's time to do the next homework, they're already losing interest. Okay? They've, you've got to get them some solid results right away when they're really excited to work. Okay, that's bonus for what I was teaching today. Okay, so let's go look at some other combinations. Private block and email works fine. Email and a group telephone call, I love it. I really like that combination. Okay, now, you can also do just unlimited email. In fact, my first coaching program, my first couple years, maybe two and a half years when I coached, I had a program that was 100% email access only. Now, those lessons, I prepared them all in advance, and then I had all the Q&A was via email. Okay, now, there's a couple advantages to doing that, especially for your first time that you run a coaching program, and if you're not totally confident of yourself answering people's questions, the email, I mean, gives you some freedom. If you don't know the answer, you go find the answer and then reply. If they don't know, you don't know the answer. Okay, the telephone call, in my opinion, though, it's no big deal. I mean, sometimes people ask me questions or have asked me questions in the past about something live on a call, and I just say, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer. I'll get it for you and email it to you. Does that sound fair? And they always say yes. I don't think anybody thinks less of me because I say I don't know the answer. I'll find it for you. Okay. So if you're experienced in your niche at all, even if you don't have all the answers, don't be afraid to use telephone. Okay. Let's talk about delivery. We're going to deliver our program. And I'm I'm just going to, for this, I'm not going to give you all the different options that you can use. Obviously, you're going to you have a choice between webinar and uh, and a teleseminar, you know, uh, telephone delivery. I've already told you why I prefer telephone for most cases, and so you know, there we go. I'm just I'm not going to give you many different ways you can deliver the material. I mean, my goodness, if you're using a private blog, you could just post each lesson to the private blog. Okay, so that'd be another way to do it. If you're doing a forum, same thing. If you're using some software in your niche, well, you could use that software to deliver it. You could go out and rent or buy some some membership software that's on the market. You know, there's a few good ones out there that just drip feed the stuff to them every month. Okay? You could do any of the, those things, so do it any way you want. What I personally have found that's the easiest way to do it, it's just the easiest thing for me to do, 
is just use email. Okay, I, I love an autoresponder. I mean, and for, for delivering coaching lessons, for delivering any membership, really, it works, in my opinion, just as well as a membership site. I'm not knocking membership sites. What I am saying is I like to keep my business really, really, really simple, which means that if I can have one platform for doing everything instead of having seven different platforms, each of which, who knows, might be 5% better suited to that particular thing that I'm doing, you know, why not just have the one platform? That's me personally. If you're a really tech-savvy person and you don't mind having a billion, you know, you know, pots on the stove, you don't mind having juggling a billion balls in the air, you know, have seven different software programs running on your server. Who cares? But for me, I like everything to be really simple. And so I just, I just load the lessons up. If it's once a week and, and, it's, and I've already created the lessons, then they're just going to be timed in the autoresponder to go out once a week. Okay, now, the very first time that I deliver the coaching, I'm going to set up my autoresponder. I'm going to set up my follow-up email campaign. The very first time that I do it, okay, I'm still, I'm not going to use broadcasts to send the lessons out. I'm going to use the autoresponder. The reason I do that is if I put them in the follow-up autoresponder, and as long as I have them timed correctly or even you can, if you're just putting them in on a weekly basis, if you don't put any gap between the emails, then when you put them in, they'll go out immediately. Okay, so if, if, I, if, if I put a, a, a lesson in, well, I may use some broadcast. You know, I may use a broadcast to say, hey, this is when the call is going to be. Here's your access information because that doesn't need to go into the follow-up. But if I'm de when I'm delivering the recording of it for them to listen to, I want it to go into the follow-up campaign because then after 13 weeks, I don't have to do any more work except go back into the follow-up campaign and just change the timing of the emails from zero days to seven. And then if somebody signs up on Thursday, every Thursday they're going to get the lesson. And the work's already done. It's really simple. Okay, if I just totally confused you, use your broadcast emails, send them out as they go, and then before you launch your program the second time around, you'll have to go and convert all those to follow-ups. It's harder to do, but you can do it that way. Okay, how do I physically deliver it to them? Okay, obviously, I'm using the autoresponder. Okay, now, let's go back to our word processing document. It's my master document. It has all 10 weeks or 13 weeks lined out. It has the topic I'm going to teach on. It has the subtopics, and it has the homework assignment, and it has a link to whatever it is that I'm going to be delivering, okay, to, like a supporting material. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to go in there, and you're going to split up. You're going to, first of all, save that document as your master document. Then you're going to go up, you're going to go in, and you're going to create 13 weekly documents. Okay? So you're going to copy and paste out week one, the, what you're going to cover, the homework assignment, and the link to the supporting material. You're going to copy and paste that into a new document, and you're going to call that week one. And you're just going to go through and do it on all 13. It'll take you 13 minutes, one for one minute for each week. Copy, copy, open a new. We just do it. Open a new document, copy from the master, the one week into the new document. Hit paste, hit save as week one. I mean that may take 30 seconds. Do that for all 13. Okay. Now I know some of you are probably thinking, why don't you just do that every week? Well, because in 13 minutes you'll be totally prepared and you won't have to worry about it. It's done. Okay, now it's done. Then what you're going to do is every single week after you finish your recording, you're going to get the recording from your teleseminar service. You're going to take the recording. You're going to, you, you have two choices now. You can use the link they give you, or if you're not sure if you're going to use that recording service forever and ever, okay, for as long as you've got your business going, then you upload the MP3 to your server, and then you create a link on your server. It's your choice. Okay? You're going to copy and paste the link to the recording into the word processing document for week one. And that is going to replace the topics that, you know, where your placeholder is, you know, topic and five subtopics. So now you can delete that part out and replace it with the MP3 recording of, of that week's audio. And then what you'll have is a week one document that has three things in it. One will be a link to the MP3 recording. 
Two will be the homework assignment. Three will be a link to the supporting document. Okay, now what I usually do on those homework assignments, so on week one, I usually also put a personal note in there. Okay, dear folks, you know, and I, I might write a paragraph or two. You know, if you have any more questions, let me know. Um, here's your material. And obviously week one might be a little different than week five. By week five or six, sometimes people are getting behind. And I just call it like it is, week five or six on the document, week five. I might write in, I notice a few of you are falling behind on your assignments. Please let me know where you're at. I may need to slow things down. And if four or five people come to you and say, man, I'm really far behind, a lot of times I'll just send an email out to everybody that says, hey, four or five people are behind. Would it be okay if we skipped a week? Everybody says yes. They'd love to have a week break in there. Okay? So you've got lots of flexibility. Then what you're going to do is you take that week one document, you convert it to a PDF. Most word processing documents these days will do it. It's one or two clicks. Convert it to a PDF. If not, if you won't do it, you've got a few options. One, you can go online and just find a PDF creator. There's a bunch of them out there. Two, you can run, use the one that I used to use, okay, and that's createpdf.adobe.com. Okay, it's Adobe. Okay, or obviously the first and third option is just convert it to a PDF using your word processor, if that's possible for you. For most of you, it should be. And then I send that out. And then what I do is I send the link to that PDF via the autoresponder. And the beautiful thing about sending it out as a PDF rather than sending them individual links is that in the future, if somebody loses lesson one, it's easy for you. You just go find the PDF and send it to them. In the future, when you, you, you run the same coaching program again and again, it's no big deal. You just queue up those PDFs. It's really easy because it's all, it's all in one place. Okay, folks, that's, that's the, my entire concise lesson on creating and delivering a coaching program. Why don't I do this? Let's open up. If there's any questions or comments on anything I've just shared with you, um, I'll take them now.